Today is part two of our Rewind 2022 series. This year, it's only a two-part series. Last week, we spoke about love and relationships based on our February XOXO series, okay? That was last Sunday. And today, in part two, we will be talking about growth principles, growth principles, uh, you know, as part of our church, our mission is, is like summarized in three words, connect, grow, mobilize, okay? You, you, we want to connect people to God, to, 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 to the church, to one another, and even to themselves, all right? And then we want people to grow, grow in the knowledge of God, grow in the knowledge of God's word, grow in the knowledge of their own giftings and abilities, and then mobilize, be used by God in the church and in the community, in the church here as volunteers in different areas. And of course, <clears throat> right where you are, where you work, where you go to school, God can use you there. So be mobilized. And so this series covers some of the growth principles. We try to bring this in messages throughout there. We try to bring these elements of connect, growth, and mobilized. And this, part, and this series today, part two, is based on three messages given in the beginning of the year. And now, as we approach the end of the year, maybe it's a good time to look back and, and check, have an assessment of our lives. How much growth has taken place? How have we applied these principles? How have we progressed? Has there been growth? If yes, why and how? And if not, why not? And how can we realign our lives to move back into a place of growth? Amen? The first message we will draw from is Foundations for 2022. And this was preached on the first Sunday of the year, on the 2nd of January. Foundations for 2022. And a foundation is something you build upon. If you've got a good, strong foundation, you can build a good house on it. If the foundation is... Not so stable, that house will wobble and fall. Jesus spoke about it, remember? In the parable of the guy that built his house on the rock and the guy that built his house on the sand. And so it is important to build upon solid foundation. And so we spoke about solid biblical foundations. And these foundations are also choices that we make. Every foundation we build on is a choice that we make. So here you are. We spoke about four foundations for 2022. And I think I've got a, a slide for them. Foundations for 2022 or not? Maybe not. All right. Yeah, there they go. It's gratitude. It is humility, faith and hope, and love. All right? Oh, there they are. Okay, gratitude, humility, faith and hope. Now, gratitude. You see, the Bible says in Psalm 103, too, that we are to praise the Lord and never to forget the good things he has done for us. And the Lord has, has done many good things. I know it's very easy for us to look at all the bad things that happens to us. I often use the red robot syndrome. You're driving from home to church, you go past 10 traffic lights. Three of them are red after each other. You're going to find green, 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 then all of a sudden, red light. <clears throat> you wait. Next one, a red again. By the third one, you are fuming. You think the city council has it against you. And then you come to church. You've forgotten about seven green lights. But you're complaining about the three red lights because that bothers you. And we have this tendency to always focus on the negatives in our lives. And we forget about the good. And very often, there is more good than bad in our lives. 
and we need to stop and be thankful. Be grateful to God. Then humility. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 5 that God, re- God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humility is important. Humility means accepting that you are not perfect and you need a savior. Okay? You need to understand that. I am not perfect. Oh, but you're a pastor. So what? Pastors aren't perfect. I'm a human being. Okay? And I need God as much as you do. And I'm teaching you from what I'm learning. I'm a little bit, maybe I'm a little bit forward in the, in the production line. So I get a few more clubs than you do. And then I come and tell you about, listen, don't do this. You're going to get clapped. Okay? And so it is a matter of all of us need the Lord. So let's be humble. Let's understand that we are not perfectly perfect. It means acknowledging your dependence on the grace and mercy of God for our daily existence. Amen. And the word says, in him, we live and move and have our being. We depend on him. Then number three, faith and hope. And, and faith and hope, they work together. Uh, the apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 1.21, through him, you believe in God, through Jesus, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and your hope are in God. Amen. And so... Life brings its share of problems, pain, disappointment, grief, but it also also brings its shares of breakthroughs, of joys, of healings, and of victories, all right? And so we, we need to learn to rejoice with those rejoice. Rejoice in our times of good things and have faith in when things are challenging. We need to know when to fight and resist and when to let go and rest. Listen, you don't have to fight every single battle. Amen? You don't have to go against everything that comes against you. There's a time to just let go and let God. Other times you stand and you fight. And you need discernment. And so you need faith and you need hope to do this. And then finally love. You, know, you cannot follow Christ and not build on this foundation because God is love, right? And because God is love, then we need to understand that we have to build on love. In 1 John 4, 8, the word says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Oops, he has a wake-up call. <laughs> All right. Do you love? If you don't love, it says you don't know God. You, you see... And it is possible for us to be saved and not love. You know how? Because we're so used to our old lives. And then we get saved. We put our faith in Jesus for salvation. But then we don't allow the love of God inside us to flow out. We remain selfish. And so we've got to go back to the previous step. Humility. Remember you need God, okay? Remember you're not everything for everybody. So humble yourself and allow love to come out and build on the foundation of love. In Jude 1.21, it says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal love. So keep yourselves. Interesting. It doesn't say, pray that God will give you love. Or pray that God makes you a loving person. No. It says, keep yourselves. It's a choice that you make. Because see, God has already put his love in your heart. The Holy Spirit has already been given to you. He's inside you. Now you've got to say, Lord, thank you for your love inside me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you are with me. Now with your help, I'm going to love. And I'm going to be loving. It's a choice I make. And then God is going to give you lots of opportunity to 
practice your life. It's going to send you some difficult people. It's going to put you in some challenging circumstances where you've got a choice of punching somebody or loving them. What are you going to do? You're going to say, I am going to build in the foundation of love. I'm going to love this person. Help me, Lord. I'm going to love this person. It's a choice. Keep yourselves in the love of God. I mean, that's it. So let these things fill your love. Now, this message was followed on Sunday, the 9th of January, by a message called Growth Checklist. Growth Checklist. <laughs> All right? And this was a list of practical things that we can do as disciples of God. Now, listen. When I say things you can do, remember, we've just been through Galatians, you don't do anything to get salvation, but you do something because you are saved. You do something because you have God inside you. You do something because you are free. You are free not to sin. You are free to choose the right things. You don't do it because you're under the law. You do it because you love the Lord, amen, and you want to please him. And so we, we did this, uh, this little message, uh, growth checklist. The apostle Peter tells us to add to our faith seven virtues, seven practical things we can do. And again, these virtues are not added to your faith because your faith is not enough. They are not added to your faith to complete your faith. They are not added to your faith so that you can be saved. No, 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 no. They are added to your faith. These virtues are added to your faith because they make your faith effective. When you add these things to your life, your faith becomes effective. Your faith can flow. Amen? So here we are. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 7. And this is what he says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, goodness. That is moral excellence, okay? Goodness. And to, to goodness, add knowledge. Knowledge is practical wisdom, okay? Moral wisdom, understanding. So to your faith, spend time learning. Getting to know more of the Word of God. Getting to know the wisdom of God. Read the book of Proverbs. Talk to other believers. Listen to things that give you wisdom. So add your faith goodness. Add your faith knowledge, practical wisdom. Add your faith self-control. Now you remember from Galatians that self-control is also a fruit of the Spirit. But it is something which you have control over as well. It involves your choice. And so self-control means controlling your passions instead of allowing your passions to control you. <laughs> All right? Now, of course, we come into this world in a fleshly body. And we think we are ruled by our feelings, our desires, our fleshly desires. But the Bible says, no, you are spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Your body is your outer shell. And it should be subject to the spirit, that, that, that's the real you. And so, self-control means controlling your passions. Where's the verse? Hello? No, the, no, the verse, the verse, the previous verse. 2 Peter 1, 5. 
2 Peter 1.5. There you go. There you go. Self-control. All right? Self-control is, is basically then controlling your past. So Peter says, add to your faith, add self-control. And to self-control, add what? Perseverance. Because, you know, the self-control isn't something you do once in a lifetime. But it's something you're going to do continuously until Jesus comes. Because we live in a broken world. We live in a world which wants to draw us into all the wrong stuff. Okay? And so you need to exercise self-control every single day. And because of that, you need what? Perseverance. That means pressing on when you feel like giving up. Now, I wonder how many of you during the course of 2022 have felt like giving up once or twice. Don't put your hands up. It's okay. But I have. Uh, they, they've been saying, enough already. And I'm sure you have to. There's been sometimes just there's so much stress, so much pressure, so much pressure, so many voices calling you, so many things to do, uh, you know, so many challenges, and time is not enough. Ah! And you sometimes feel like giving up. And the Bible says, no, don't give up. Continue holding on to the Lord. Add to your faith perseverance, pressing on when you feel like giving up. But then he says, to perseverance, you must add godliness. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, godliness means a life that flows from a passion for God. It is a life which reflects God's character. A life that reflects holiness. In other words, you don't, you don't follow the trends and thoughts of the world. You follow the trends and thoughts of God as revealed in His Word. And so persevere and live a life that flows from a passion for God. A desire to please God. A desire to make choices according to His will. But that's not the end of it. To godliness, add mutual affection. Mutual affection. Some translation says brotherly kindness. Because the word used here is the word phileo, which is one of the Greek words for love. But this love means friendship or brotherly love. It's the love we ought to have with one another as believers in Christ. Why? Because we are all in the same battle. My wife spoke earlier today about putting the full armor of God because we face challenges in life. And it's true. As a Christian, you are a target. <laughs> okay? The devil doesn't like your face. And he wants to destroy you. You are a target to worldly people. Worldly people don't want to hear about Jesus, about the word of God, about the gospel, about, about, the, about good things, about God's moral laws. They don't want to hear about that. And so we become targets of the world's system as well. And so we need one another because we are not to live this life alone. We are not to fight alone. We need one another. So we need to add brotherly kindness, mutual affection for the brothers and sisters, a generous spirit towards other believers. Now, I know that sometimes our brothers and sisters, sometimes they can be a pain, can't they? Sometimes they can be a pain because we are all human again, okay? And, and in humanity, we sometimes bring along some of our baggage and some of our baggage sometimes irritates our brother, irritates our sister. And that's why you need to add to our faith mutual affection. It's a choice I make. 
This brother, this sister, yeah, he can be annoying. She can be annoying, but he's my brother. She's my sister. I'm going to love them. And sometimes you have to sit down with him and, and very nicely say, my brother, my sister, would you please stop this? <laughs> you know, and, and, and can you mind not doing that? Because it is irritating. And that is actually part of our growth as well, right? Because if I am consistently doing something that is irritating you, I might not even be aware of it. And I need you to tell me, Valdir, that thing you do, it's really offensive, or it's irritating, or I don't like it. And then I can become aware of it. And I can, in your presence, I can either realize it's something I, didn't even, I wasn't even aware of, and I've got to correct it, or I've got to make sure that in your presence, I curb that thing not to offend you. It's part of my personal growth too. So this kind of mutual affection and feedback and talking to each other is actually part of our growth. And then he ends with that one again. Add to mutual affection to the phileo love, add agape, add love. Agape is the love of God. The love that wants the best for the other. The God kind of love. The kind of love that God is. Because remember, God does not have love. God is is love. Amen? And so this is what he tells us to do. And then he tells us, if we carry on with, with that passage, man, he says something very interesting. He says, if you don't have this, if you don't have these things in your life, if you don't seek these seven virtues, if you don't practice them, you don't add them to your life, he says, then you are nearsighted, blind, and forgetful. Wow. I don't want to be a Christian who's nearsighted, blind, and forgetful. Nearsighted means you can't see into the distance. You've lost sight of the day you'll stand before the Lord, all right, and give an account of your life. You've lost sight of the fact that there's a life coming in future. <laughs> Nearsightedness. He says you're blind. You're stumbling because you've lost sight of what you're up against. You, you don't realize you've got spiritual enemies around you. And so you allow yourself to be influenced by all these things. And you are forgetful. You're, you've forgotten what it means to be a Christian. You have no desire to pursue a life that is holy. And you've not understood that Jesus came to save you from sin and to lead you into a different kind of life. Hmm? Wow. So, that is important then to keep these seven things in your thinking, in your mind, and to keep on doing it. To keep on practicing these things. Again, choices. You choose. You choose. You choose to, 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 to add goodness and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness and mutual affection and love. You choose to add these things to your life on a daily basis. He does say, though, that if you do these things, if you add these things to your life, he says you will be fruitful. You will enjoy a growing confidence and assurance in Jesus Christ. You'll never stumble. You'll never fall. Now, it doesn't say you'll never fail. It's, it says you'll never fall. Failing, unfortunately, is part of our lives. Even as believers, sometimes you may fail. You may do something stupid. You may miss the mark. But that's not the end of the story. When he talks about you never fall, means you'll never fall away from the faith. 
Even if you fail, you'll know how to get up and continue in the way of the Lord. Even though you fail, you'll be able to repent, come back, and continue your journey. If you add those things to your life, you will not fall. You never fall away from your faith in Christ. He says if you do that, you will have increasing joy and peace because you know that you are in Christ. And then, at the end of your earthly life, you will receive a rich welcome in the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? And so we were encouraged to put these things into practice in our life. And that, if we do that, will result in growth in our lives. And then I want to close this message by bringing to remembrance a two-part series we did in March, on the 12th and 19th of March, called Engage. Engage. Six practices of believers. Engage. Six practices of believers. And by the way, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just skimming through all these methods. I'm not going to dip in them. You're welcome to go back to our website and you can either listen or watch these messages there. We go into a lot more detail. So if you missed any of them or if you want to be more clearly reminded, you can go back and, and watch them again. Now, in this Engage series, it was, I think, a two-part series. Yeah, it was a two-part series. Um, we spoke about six practices that every believer should engage in. Every believer. Now, they are not spiritual practices like reading your Bible and, and praying. These are actually actions that you can take, and they are supposed to be normal behavior of believers. However, over the years, and particularly during the pandemic, we've seen this all over the world, um, as we moved out of lockdown, it has become normal for some believers not to engage in some of these practices. Not all of them are being engaged. However, these practices remain biblical and they remain timeless. They have been done by Christians for the last 2,000 years and we shall continue practicing them until Jesus comes because it's part of the Christian way of life, the biblical way of life. So here, here they are. The list, I'm just going to give you the list of them. Six practices of believers. And then it is. Number one, honorable conduct. In other words, live in a way that is pleasing to God. Conduct yourself in your demeanor, in your word, in your speech, in your behavior. Do it in such a way knowing that people are watching you. And you are an ambassador for God. So we need to understand that. So live in a way that is pleasing to God. Number two, making disciples. That is basically evangelism. Helping others come closer to Jesus. Be aware and be concerned about leading others to Christ. You see, some, some Christians think that that work is for the evangelist or maybe the pastor. And they don't have to tell people about Christ. No, we are all called to tell people about Christ. Uh, there are some of your friends and some of your family members that even if you pay them, they're not going to come to church with you. But you know them. And so in your conversations with them, you can talk to them in a normal, natural conversation. Don't get all fancy and super spiritual, but you can share with them what God has done in your life. You can offer to pray for them if they've got a challenge or something. And so in that conversation, you can present the gospel to them. You can bring them closer to Jesus. You can remove obstacles. 
Maybe they've been being hurt by some believer, or maybe they've got a wrong understanding of God. And through your conversation with them, you can remove obstacles and help them to move closer to Jesus. Then number three, connected. And that means connected to a local church. Every believer from the first century was connected to a local church. And that's why Paul would write to these churches. They were local churches, and believers were connected to these churches. And it's become fashion today for people to be a Christian without belonging to a local church, and that's not really biblical. Number four, generous. Our God is a giver, and so generosity should be a characteristic of all believers, being able to share of your time, of your money, of your skills, of of giving yourself to help others, help the work of the church, and help others. Generosity should be who we are. And number five, serving. Willingness to serve and assist where needed. Again, building the church or at work, have an attitude of serving. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. And he's our master. We, as his followers, should take on that characteristic as well and have this attitude of serving. And number six, volunteer. Be willing to, willingness to offer your time and skills to further the work of the church. The church has grown over the 2,000 years largely because of volunteer work. People give of their time and of their skills to further the work of the church. These six practices are key practices of believers. Now, it takes time, effort, and discipline to engage in these practices. But what a joy it is to know that you have, you're engaged in things that, number one, are the will of God, number two, they are building the kingdom of God, and number three, they are changing people's eter- destinies for eternity. And so I pray that we at Awaken Life Church would never lose sight of the importance of engaging in these practices. Now, we've spoken about all these things today, the practices, the seven virtues, the foundations you are to build upon. How is it going with you, church? Huh? As, as you think back very quickly on the things you've mentioned, how's it been going with you this past year? If you are lacking in any of them, go now before the Lord. And pray about how you can correct this and engage in these practices or build on those foundations or add those virtues to your life. You see, uh, these growth principles I've shared with you today and that I shared with you in the beginning of the year, they are not growth principles only for 2022. Amen? These are, are things we need to keep on keeping on. We need to keep on doing them. So now it's a good time. Is it coming towards the end of the year? Maybe it's a good time to take stock of your life and, and look back and say, how, how have I done on these things? Have I allowed my feelings, my emotions to get in the way of love and of, of, of things? And have I misunderstood some things? And it's, it's a good time to take stock and say, listen, let me align, realign my life for 2023 and make sure that 2023, I can be more diligent in these things. Amen. So please do that. We've got it's a good time of the year to, to do that. If you have not done so, feel free to collect a volunteer form at the back there in the counter and see if there is an area that you could volunteer in this church next year. 
Or maybe if you're interested in membership at this church, maybe you want to pick up an information package over there, membership pack, with some information about how to become a member of this church, you can pick it up at the counter at the end of the, the service. Amen? And so realign your life. Take time over the next couple of days to remember these things. Go over it and realign your life so that we can continue to grow. Growth must be a constant in our lives. Amen? Let's close our eyes and let's pray. Lord, we take some time just to look back over 2022. I pray that every one of us, those here present, those online, those listening, Lord God, help us to, not only right now, but in the couple of days to come, to just stop and reflect on our lives throughout 2022. And to very honestly with ourselves, very sincerely, assess our growth pattern this year, Lord. Have we changed at all? Have we allowed your word to come alive into our lives? I know, Lord, your, your word says that our tendency is to be hearers only and not doers of your word. But I pray, Lord, that today, as we've heard the words, we'll be alerted to being doers of the word and not hearers only, Lord. And if in some areas of our life we've only been hearing but not doing, help us, Lord, to identify and to align our lives to your word, to be doers of the word and not hearers only, Lord. So at Awaken Life Church, everyone here, Lord, and everyone who uh, listens into our services and gets to hear these messages, that all those that are hearing this message will be challenged to grow and will indeed grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, will grow in faith, will grow spiritually to your glory and to your honor, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And we pray that now the love of God and the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit will remain with us, speaking to us and guiding us into growth to the glory of God. Amen and amen. Brothers, this is all of those needing to go to the counter. Please do so now. Everyone else, please enjoy your coffee and fellowship outside as we need to clear the hall for the children to come in and practice. Amen. We don't want your distractions to delay them. God bless you. Have a great Sunday and see you next week again. Amen.